This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Josh, do you give out many tips? Sometimes. Um, Who's your source? Well, normally Sam McClure. Like he's, <laughs> what? he's, he's really good. Like I, um, I backed Harley Reid not to make it in West Coast colours, and then and this year, just anything he says, I go the opposite. Congrats! It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good option. Hey, I've got. Um, yeah, what are you? What are you? What well, are you? Have you got a brother in uh, brother in law? Uh no. <sighs> You need a brother-in-law for your tips, mate. That's oh, where really? I get mine from. Yeah, I could ask my yeah. brother to divorce his wife and then we can see how we go. But mm, yeah, that'd be the first step, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I need to speak to Georgie too. He's always real confident with his tips, but they never, ever come off. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop shop for social betting, check out the Neds app. You can create groups perfect for betting together and ripping on your mates. And if you think you found a winner, you can let them know. Or you might be looking for a hot tip. And you can build a profile and share your bets with your followers. Or you can see what other punters are like on the feed. There's also expert tips on everything AFL from the fantasy pick himself, Tom Rotcliffe, within the Neds AFL Open Group. It's not just for AFL though, Josh. There are other <laughs> open groups for racing, b-ball, UFC, soccer, and he's more. Download the Neds app if you haven't already and take it to the Neds level. T's and C's apply and available on the Neds website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I'm disgraced sports journalist Josh Gallup and welcome to the Kick It Forward podcast, the only sports newsroom with the guts to tell it how it is. Remember, yell Kick It Forward anywhere, tag us and we'll share it. This week on the show, beer miles, weird AFL and the Australians representing Woodstock 99. Besides me, as always, are Giorgio and Harry. Hey guys. Pod day, uh, pod day. Hello, Josh, Giorgio. Uh, Josh, don't forget about the return of an old favourite segment. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot about Get that. Get excited, boys. I'm so excited. Get excited. <laughs> I'll give you... No, no hints. No oh, hints. boys, um, a quick confession. I looked at the sun again. There was heaps of smoke in the air and I looked directly at it for like 10 seconds. It was really easy to look at it. And then it had me thinking, do you think it's weird there's a giant yellow orb in the sky and we're just not allowed to look at it? <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> Why are you allowed to look at it? Fuck you. I'm looking at it. Hey, whatever you do, don't eat this donut. I'm just going out of the room for a bit. Giorgio comes back and he's blinded himself while eating the donut. Um, Another thing, boys, I alluded to this last week. Uh, We had the loser of our NBA Fantasy League do his beer mile. And I thought, what a perfect opportunity to record it and um, clip up some highlights from it. So this is Monty. He did the beer mile. Here's an audio highlights package in chronological order of it happening. So it really starts to fall apart. You'll hear it. What type of beer, by the way? Big cans of Guinness. Woo! Fucking hell. (laughs) Is he wearing a wire? Yuck. Yup. Oh God, there's still so much to go. <laughs> this is the worst part. Cause I'm already full. Pretty fucking bad. Oh. oh my God, there's so much. Oh, it's still, oh, it's still going. That was inspiring. <laughs> is, is, uh, is that too graphic? Do we draw the line? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Do you know what's funny is like, was cool. I, I had the video of it. Somehow the audio is worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. The fact you made him choose like not even just Guinness because Guinness, draft Guinness is nice enough when you're in an Irish pub. But yeah. the can Guinness is, 
It's worse. Yeah, it yeah. was big. You might enjoy one sitting down and not sprinting. Josh, what have you been up to? Well, we went to film some stuff and write some stuff yesterday and I rocked up and I was pretty stoked because we're all in the same boat. Harry and I went to this 30th on Saturday and I don't know what happened because that was one of the worst hangovers I've had in oh so God. long. Oh, my God. And oh my everyone God. I checked in with the next day, there was, there was a bunch of different groups for new people. They were all in the exact same boat. Like at one point... One bloke was crying, like, in, like in an argument he had about golf with someone. Like, <laughs> did you, there was something in that punch. There was something I in the swear punch. To God. Did, did someone spike your seventeenth cup of punch? No, honestly, I was thinking about it. Like, I had a bowl of chips in Frio, right? So it could have been, it could have been the chips. Is, oh, is that all you ate that whole day? Uh, I had like eight pints before going out, um, bowl of chips at the Fed, uh, then pint, pint, shot, shot, fireball, fireball, fireball. Called, uh, been an absolute legend. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. How are we going to get to the bottom of this? What the hell happened? Uh, for the record, I managed to keep it all in, in me, but um, I did, like, even worse than throwing up when you're hung is missing your tea time. And I'm... You know, a rare opportunity for me to play golf on the weekend and I missed my bloody tea time. My body just demanded more sleep and to be hungover. Are you crying? Yeah. I thought um, you were talking about dinner time. Um, <laughs> no. I had about okay. one. I can't believe we actually did discuss what could have made us so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> the immortal was it? Oh, was it those oh, homemade pizzas? I reckon oh, there was something yeah. dodgy going on. Thanks so much, Rory, for having yeah. us. It was actually really funny. Yeah. They, they did a quiz night for his 30th and they did one segment where he he's a really good like camera person and he filmed like his favourite parts of movies with his Swedish girlfriend and his Scottish 70-year-old dad as key <laughs> members of like Hot Rod and Superbad and things like that. It, it was really funny. But, you know, it got to the point of the night where we were probably staying a bit too long and, you know, there's karaoke going, Giorgio. Everyone has a go and everyone's all right. I just look over in the corner and I see, I see Harry and he's got a wry smile on his face and he's like, oh God, these guys don't know what's coming. Yeah. Don't ask me. Yeah, and I blinked, <sighs> and in excess is playing, and he's singing at the top of his lungs, and he's he's doing well. But like, I, it made me think we actually need to have an intervention. 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 It's my intervention sting. <laughs> you can do um, you know, you can do languages on audition. Like, you can pick a accent. So I'd be like, oh, I want a computer voice, but it has to be Finnish. That's awesome. Oh, what accents did you try out? Finnish, Japanese, and Chilean. Okay, intervention me. Maybe just lay off the NXS. Oh, look, I've been practicing some other songs. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Bright Lights, Matchbox 20. Oh, really? I've also, a, I've also got a couple in there that aren't really appropriate for like a karaoke session. Like karaoke, you, you want to get the crowd involved, engage the crowd. Because I tell you what, they're hanging off every lyric I'm singing. And, are they? Um, are they really? Yeah, I've got a. Re- I've got this other one I've been working on. Is um, it's "Candle in the Wind" by Elton John, but it's not the original version. It's the one he sang at Princess Di's funeral. <laughs> so I don't really want to um, sing that at a karaoke night necessarily. No, maybe not. Maybe not in someone's living room too uh, at 2 a.m. Oh, actually, maybe it would work. Uh, I had one more thing. I went down to Fremantle that day, as I said, to watch Frio. Underrated, going to the actual location of a place to watch the team. Uh, I rode down there in the afternoon and got there just before the game and then we went a little to a couple of pubs. But it's just so cool because obviously West Coast is the whole of WA, whereas like Frio, it's it's a pretty localised area. There's a lot of hardcore fans. There's a lot of really good pubs down there. It's probably one of the few places you can have a really good uh, pub crawl in WA. It's like, I assume it's the same when you go to Collingwood or Carlton or Richmond, which it is. But I wonder if it's the same if you go to like Port Adelaide. Is it 
diehard there because it was it's it's so fun because people get it right around and obviously it was a really big win for them. Yeah, just watch out for the chips, mate. Would it be <laughs> would it be the same if Freo weren't in like winning form though? No, no, not at all. But like the fact that they won a really big game with a Freo fan base, it was it was yeah, so fair. fun. Like it was really cool. And then Flag yeah. Mantle's back. Flag Mantle. Maybe you overdosed on fun. And that's why you felt so sick. That was my next guess. Giorgio, last week I sprayed you when you suggested that a fish could hit someone in the face like it did Judy Curran. In Cottesloe, while playing tennis, a fish fell out of the sky. It was raining fish and got hit in the face. And then I suggested it was probably some local hoodlum pegging them because people like, kids like to peg shit. Yeah, and I said the bird was the obvious explanation. I sprayed you, but in reality, you were correct. And I should have said it was an osprey, not a spraying. That was the culprit. So apparently there was a follow-up article, the avian exhibitionist, the osprey that dropped a good-sized fish on a Cottesloe tennis player, Judy Curran, was commented upon far and wide, well, this podcast and elsewhere. The report prompted the Cottesloe resident, Chris Wiggins, to recall his own experience with a shoff osprey around the yacht club. Now, we have a photo here included of Judy holding the fish on a tennis racket. Which is quite cool. Oh, Catch of the day. <laughs> oh, Judy says it on the still no, it having... does it. Of course it does. So this is my heartfelt apology. Uh, yeah, so an osprey was the result and a bit of an avian exhibitionist as we thought. Well, apology so accepted, much. Josh, but um, I have a confession. I threw the fish. <laughs> Nutty Bartel poos for the first time in a day. It was better than Lego. The Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ritardo. They came bounding over. <laughs> The Headlines. Welcome to The Headlines where we go through the weird and wild world of sport every single week. God, isn't it? Been a crazy one, hey, fellas? Sport is winning at the moment, isn't it, in general? (laughs) What's your favourite? Favourite, all of them. Tied for first. Just going to cut you off. Big round of footy, a lot of good games, a lot of really tight games. We had the Richmond-Essendon game ended with a point, the crazy end to the North Melbourne. Wait, hang on. What do hey, you got on? Guys, you think Flag Mantle's back wrong. Flag Pies 2023 was <laughs> up. <laughs> that, firstly, that's my hat. Oh, this is your Collingwood hat. This has got nothing to do with the Collingwood Magpies. This is the suburb. <laughs> oh, the yeah, suburb. the suburb. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, can you take my hat Thanks. off? Please? No, I'll leave it on. Okay, I'll cool. be leaving it on. Thank you. I just find it annoying that you just jump on whoever's winning every year. Like last year you're on Melbourne until they lost, and then you deny that you mm, ever supported them. I don't them. think so. Hey, hang on a sec. I declared Collingwood as uh, the team I'm barracking for this year before the season started. Bullshit you. Turn that off. Turn no, it no, off, no. Harry. Keep it playing. I'll no, get, I turn will it not off. turn it off. How have you hacked the board? All right, Harry, um, <laughs> if you're such a Collingwood fan, name every player ever. Not possible, mate. It's me. Roman Bryan. So, Roman Bryan, there were two highlights. It seems like that in the Port Adelaide rooms they do bloody well. So... The first one was there was a Port Adelaide player talking to his mates and then he just basically passed on saying, this guy's a bit of a larrick and you should talk to him, Roman Bryan. Yeah, didn't go down too well. This is, this is Jesse and Bambi. This bloke's got a bit bit to give if you want to ask him a couple of questions. Who is he? What does he, he do? He played for Brisbane. Did he? Yeah. Oh, How many games did you play for Brisbane? How many games did you play with Brisbane? Ah, oh, sweet fuck all. <laughs> Bugger all, all right. We might leave you alone at that. Just says it right on camera. The other one was that was actually funnier. Like, you know, you giggle, but I laughed out loud so hard at this. Is uh, There was this girl in the change rooms and she wanted to show the broadcast that her mum and her auntie got a photo with Roaming Brian, like on the beach. And BT's in, in the image. It's like hard to see on her phone, but BT's in like a, a rashy. So she pulls him over to show him and he's searching for a specific player that she's affiliated with. Now, where's Willem? Where is he? Over there. Well, come on, come no, over. I just want to 
show someone. I just want to show everyone this. Yeah, so what's that? The that's camera. a photo down at that's the beach. That's my mum and that's BT and they're my two aunties. All right. Well, good on you. Very good. <laughs> Uh, that's Willem over there. We'll just go and grab him. Here he is over here. Um, so this my is uncle on. is Adrian Gleeson. Um, and Gary Keane. And Gary your uncle King. Gary is Gary So she's Gary out of King. camera there and she's just stuck <laughs> oh the phone in front God. of Oh, my God. This is five minutes later. She's just stuck the phone in front of the camera again. And BT has this look on his face like, what the hell is happening? This is live TV. <laughs> that's the exciting thing about live TV. And that's why it was so you, funny. That's yeah. why we love it. You what know about what, I mean? what about roaming Brian in a rashy? Like, is there an age cut off for rashies? For rashies? Yeah. I think uh, there's- a, Yeah, I think it's like nine. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's like a para- upside down parabola. So in the middle, you don't wear a rashy and then it comes back again. <laughs> this yeah. is your education, Josh, it's, is helping us with the rashy dilemma. Yeah. Or you, what have you got? Engineering degree, uh, uh, journalism, broadcasting yeah, so degree. Much, pulls out this parabola bullshit <laughs> and just brings it home. Well done. We had Lingy out of bounds. Do you want to explain that one, Georgia? Oh, yeah. I heard this uh, in the port game. I can't tell if it was coincidental or if it was a little, uh, you know, hat tip to the classic BT call from years ago. Have a listen to this. Brings himself a free kick. Gee, that's impressive. That was right in front of me. That ball was out of bounds and could have just ran it over. They set up again. That was out of bounds. That That's kind of fun. been coincidental. No, no, no. That, he, he would have had to say it twice for it to be wait, a reference. Wait, wait, wait. I thought he was going to say it twice. Yeah. Because yeah, out of bounds is actually a pretty common thing to happen in the yeah, game, Yeah, but Georgia. he said that was right in front of me. That was That's out of bounds. Of that was out of bounds. Right mm. in front of me, he said. Yeah. Right in front of me. That's cool. There was another good reference okay. in the weekend okay. too. Okay. Uh, Sam Draper, he he obviously played a lot of football, grew up in England, European football, and they, they love to talk about basketball background, but they, they've tried to coin a new one. He's got a soccer background. He uses a bit of a – he's got a soccer background. Hey, uh, good player. guys, Trent Cotchin's wife shared some security camera footage from 1.45am on Saturday. I think it was Saturday night or after the Tigers one point lost to Essendon. Three Tigers fans walk past the Cotchin family home. One doubles back and puts a um, Essendon Guernsey over their fence. <laughs> it's caught on security. Oh, man. But oh, then a, few, so a few seconds later realises that he like, likes his Guernsey and just takes it back and walks off. And she put it online? Was she joking about it or was she upset? Mm, she just sent it to me and said, um, well, this, is <laughs> this would be good for the pod. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah. Yeah, you guys might need this with your small yeah. viewers. Uh, thanks for everyone that listened last week too. There was our record episode. So we're creeping yeah. very close to 10,000 um, listeners. I don't know if you guys caught Damien Barrett's opinion piece on West Coast Eagles. This is one of the biggest L articles I've ever seen. The headline is forget the drug saga. This is West Coast's lowest point. I would argue um, <sighs> the lies being ruled by drugs was probably worse. He's um, like pretty know. bad. Someone's um, got to be at the bottom. The opening paragraph, <laughs> the illegal drugs era of the 2000s was embarrassing and disgraceful, but results wise, the era incorporated two grand finals and a premiership. Forget the time drug addiction ruined <laughs> lives and families. They lost the kickball game to the Hawthorne. <laughs> Maybe that's an, way worse. Maybe they so shouldn't, shouldn't forget about it. Now, we don't have hot off the press this week, but the Herald Sun had an article for their new gossip session. It was about NRL legends trash talk AFL's lame promo skills. Now, it was talking about two players that previously were in the, which was actually a really cool thing the NRL did. They had a simply the best video clip in 2005 that was with Whitney Houston, which is epic. <laughs> Big games, 
But when they were talking about the current promotion skills of the AFL, the ex-NRL players said, we smash the shit out of the AFL. We have the professionalism and the vision. When the song Simply the Best starts, all you think about is rugby league. And so I would argue I don't think about rugby league that much when I, when it starts. But, you know, we're coming from a state that doesn't deal with it. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I, I think mean- about rugby league when I see people drinking their own piss. <laughs> Like you. Oh, Origin. Big week in Origin. Now, I know you said there was no hot off the press uh, segment this week, which is fine, but I've got something that could qualify for that segment, guys, and it's got nothing to do with sport. Perth Now um, published an article, Michael Douglas Reveals Secret to Good Sex Scenes. Now, that article maybe did catch my eye a little bit, but what really caught my eye was this comment from Joe Chinacinani. You might better help me with this pronunciation, Joe. Anyway, Joe says... <laughs> Okay, yeah, he's had some great sex scenes in films. The one where Demi Moore sucks him off in the office in Disclosure was very convincing. But it's nothing compared to the films I watch now. <laughs> now, what kind of films are you watching now, Joe? Who comments that? Also, you know what kind of guy? As a good investigative journalist I am, guys, I went onto his Facebook yeah, page. Obviously. Only had to go through two photos to find a recent profile picture. Oh my so god. He's got a Nazi moustache. Kind of. listening is like Long shoulder length hair, clear glasses, <laughs> and Jeffrey a, Dahmer and glasses, a Hitler mustache. Oh my like, girlfriend is no those. They're really popular right now. That. <laughs> uh, the other thing we got a video coming out this week about the signs that they use in sideline for AFL teams. And there's some weird ones out there. Do you guys have a favourite? Noodles. Noodles is a really good one. Hawthorne had this year. They Killer had the whale. gamble. Killer whale from GWS Giants. Actually, I really like the one that just says like two minutes. Let's look at like two minutes left. And it's really easy to understand what that one means. It's to the point. I yeah. think it means there's three minutes left. Oh. oh yeah, okay. Shit. My yeah. favourite one is a dabbing stereo. It actually existed. Dabbing. It's a dabbing the stereo. stereo. It's a cartoon stereo, like a boombox dabbing. Okay, is that like next Next goal, like put a boombox on your shoulder for a celebration and then just everyone dabs around them. Well, you have to watch the video and find out. But, yeah, a lot of them are really, really good. Um, so if you see any, please send them to us because we love them. Gosh, we get to Nuffy of the Week because yes. it has been a doozy as far as that. Oh, you're nothing. Welcome to Nuffy <laughs> of the Week. Now, there's two clubs in the AFL that are really struggling right now. You have Carlton who... They're doing a bit better than West Coast, but the fans just, they're, they're done. So many of them have done this year. Every year they're always promised that this would be the year that they would improve ever since the salary cap Vicious scandal. Cycle. It's been a very, very, very tough time. So the first is we were tagged in it by about 50 people. A guy's called up 3AW in Melbourne. And he's complained about the current state of the Carlton Blues. Now, I believe he's the same guy that did the Richmond microwave passes from 10 years ago. He's got a bang on same voice and there's a bit of theatre to the way he presents yeah. his call. I have just taken my membership cards from my three sons and myself and I've just put them in the microwave. They're I've out had of enough business. of this rubbish. They're playing with people's emotions here. I've been supporting the Tigers for but 30 years. I thought years. they could add a little bit more as well so I put succession music behind it. <laughs> the players don't care. They don't give a rat's backside. They don't want to chase. They don't want to play. You have Ashley Hanson before the game saying that no one in the club listens to outside noise. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Maybe the coaching panel, the players, the board must listen to us members. We've got 88,000, almost 90,000 members. You want us to sign up next year? Bloody show us something! Last year we gave you the excuse we had an injury to play at midfield and we just missed out. We thought this year we go again. What's the excuse? 
If you're not gonna play, I said it a few weeks ago, if you're not gonna play for the coach, play for people like myself! We bust with balls every week to get there! Hard-earned money! And you dish that up against Collymod! They toyed with us! It's an embarrassment for the navy blue and white, especially the emblem! The emblem! Toy for that! If you're not gonna play for it, piss up out my club! Get out! You know what? That's why AFL's great. <laughs> Evoking the emotion from the fans like that. But I tell you what, any club that runs into my flag pies will have the same issues. Stop it. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I also, um, someone leaked the, some audio from the West Coast rooms after a pretty tough loss on the weekend. It was it 70 points? We're up by half time. Granny, 70 points. Yeah. Lost by three. <laughs> Go and fuck yourself, fellas. <laughs> Between Carlton fans and West Coast fans this weekend, there was so much. Now, West Coast obviously have a lot of injuries, but I would argue the Blues are somehow angrier. They are certainly angrier, I think, because, like, you know, the first person to be well, called out is the coach of a, cl- of a club. The fans, are, half the fans are commenting, get rid of Simo, and half of them are commenting, he's done his, you know, he's absolute club legend, which he is. He brought them the premiership. Yeah, yeah, he's great. So, like, what do you, you know, what do you do? While we're talking about West Coast comments, actually, before we skip over this, Blake Gerrard, I think he follows us or listens to the pot or something. <laughs> One of his comments on the 120-point um, loss, bloody umps, cost us the game. <laughs> oh, the funniest bit was so <laughs> funny. People replying angrily like, are you effing serious, mate? But he, it's not, he's taking the piss. <laughs> Genius. There was a Pies fan in the game on the weekend and it just did it just said, did someone say KFC on But nothing else? The sign was really well made. It was, it was really well yeah, made. Like yeah. it would have taken them time, but I was I was hoping some sort of interplay with like Collingwood or the Pies or something, but it just said no, did someone say it. KFC. Following it with R. Crawford email in, and I thought this would be just going nuffy of the week. G'day, Crabhead, Shrek, and Giovanni, the villain from Pokemon. Following on from the discussion of males commenting on Facebook pages and the general nuffy takes, mm. the worst thing in the AFL right now is people that comment, does X player play, play another sport on a post when the team of the week for all Australian is put on social media, whether that's, you know, the West Australian or... Whenever you see these posts appear, there are a bunch of wannabe Seinfelds commenting, does Connor Rosie play golf? Does Josh Dagos yeah. play tennis? Chess. <laughs> I kind of like them. These comments are not <laughs> funny and they need to stop. So how do you get rid of them? Do we A, bury our heads in the sand, ignoring them with the hope they'll eventually stop? Or B, do we start posting our own versions that are a bit more abstract and they will scare off the nuff of wanting to have a terrible take? Here are some examples. Does Matt Rao spend his Saturdays working in a model railway set that replicates <laughs> the Greater Manchester train network in the no- mid-1900s? Does Stephen May go to his mate's house on Friday night for dinner but forget to bring a bottle of wine so he had to go to Jimmy Brings and deliver that one and uh, he goes on and on. <laughs> oh my god. Pretty succinct email. Anyway, that was from Rob and he goes at the end go planes. Um, what Rob, do you guys think of those I, comments? I think Rob, keep posting your ones. They're hilarious. Comment those and I think the more comments on posts like this the better because we, then we wouldn't have enough here the way. That is true and you know what? You might start something. If you start commenting them, Rob mm. you'll find that people will cotton on pretty quick. They are overdone though. I feel like when you click on the profile of a person who's doing it and it's like 50-year-old racist bloke, you're like, oh, okay. I think that's – we're done with this one now. People like saying – calling someone Karen now, it's like, oh, it's not very funny. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs sting. 
NBA players are well and truly underway. The conference finals for either one. Uh, Miami absolutely just torching. Uh, who are they beating? Boston. Boston. But the funniest thing about the whole thing is they've got four players, and they bring it up a lot on the broadcast, four undrafted players. So these are guys all in the rotation. Struce. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent. And the other guy that's killing it, Caleb something. Caleb Martin. Martin. Yeah. And they're all playing better than guys that are in the top 20 of drafts and stuff like that. Yeah, I think- uh, Just shows how many good players there are. They combined for 70 something points today, those four undrafted players. Hang on, Harry, what what are you what are you wearing? Got a new shirt, boys. Check it out. Where'd you get- Check can, Okay, okay. That's my can fucking you, shirt. Check it out. No, it's not. I bought my own. Can you I say, bought my own. Can you say his name? Wendam Yama. Uh, so Harry's got a shirt. Nine out of ten. There was one M in there instead of an N, but I'll pay it. He's got a Victor Wembanyama shirt who's now likely to be the, basically 99% going to be the number one draft pick. It's a load of shit because he doesn't even know how to say his name. Seven foot. He's Don't seven look foot at your four. shirt. What's his first it's name? It's just a bit. <laughs> Don't look at your shirt. What's his first name? Don't look at the camera either. What's his first name? I'm maintaining eye contact. Okay. Is it a normal name? Yeah, it's totally yeah. normal. Mm. Also, it's on the shirt. Richard. Yeah, that is, yeah <laughs> it is. It is him. Victor Wembanyama. Uh, the coolest thing that happened with that, nice shirt, by the way. I'd like my hat and my shirt back at the end. Both mine. Uh, there was a photo of him with Rudy Gobert today and it was on the Metropolitan's 92, his, the team he plays for in, in France. He makes Rudy Gobert look so small and this guy is one of the tallest guys in the NBA and imposing rim blocker. He, he, yeah. he looks he, like his dad. Yeah, he does. Uh, for reference, Gobert is 7'1". Yeah. And this guy has three inches on Gobert. He's, and three inches. Three inches is big. Like, really big. Yeah, three inches is... Three inches is huge. Life-changing. Um, but no, they the way they describe him is like 7'4", defense like Gobert, handles like KD. He's great. We, like, we've spoken about him at nauseam, but like... I really awesome. hope he lives up to the hype. Um, he's bloody awesome. He's a um, born January 4, 2004, French basketball um, player from <laughs> Metropolitans, <laughs> Metropolitans, 92, of the LNB Pro I just want to check again. A. Harry, Harry, uh, can you look at me quickly? What's his first name? It was Victor, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, I remember nice that because, yeah, I can't tell you why, but okay. I remember um, it. The guy in charge of social media at the Washington Wizards forgot to switch accounts and just posted to Washington Wizards story a video of his friend dancing with the caption was wondering why it stank so bad and then there's like his friend's name doing the stanky leg. Oh my God. Awesome. And that went to the Wizards so have millions, social media millions Instagram. of followers. Yes. They got a yes. lot, but it, I guess they're heavily in their off season. I guess so. Oh, uh, Josh, so. when you're flicking between Josh Gallup and kick it forward, yeah. Just be careful, okay? I think I used to I used to have the West and Perth Now on my phone as well, and I never really used it. I only used it for certain promotion things, but it'd be pretty funny if I accidentally did that. And when you resigned or left, whatever, did they change the password immediately? Did you ever have intrusive thoughts to just, like, post a picture of your cock? Yeah, but no one would have seen it anyway for two reasons. <laughs> uh, Jack White was the final one. The... the the former NBL star, now he's on a two-way contract with the Denver Nuggets. He was interviewed pre-game by Kane Pittman, who's another Australian basketball uh, journalist, who's over there right now. You guys watch KO and then they'll do the ad break with like the guys speaking for ages, the Australian guy, like when they, they, they'll they be randomly Kane Pittman speaking. And he's got really good analysis, but probably just rather the game. But it yes. must be just an ad credit they need to get off. But it goes for three minutes and it's 
Like words are great, but you know what's great? Highlights. Is this like oh, I haven't watched any NBA on KO. I watch I watch um I actually <laughs> go to the games. I usually go to the games. Um can I tell you what? Well sorry, Jack White dropped a full credit to the boys oh, in a pre-game okay. interview. Yeah, yeah. Just full credit to him, full credit to the boys for running around him and- Speaking about those ads during like on the streaming services, yeah. They've they've been picking up heaps. What's going on? I'm paying my twelve dollars a month or whatever it is for Disney Plus. Yeah. And now I'm getting served ads. Like six times an episode. It is. It wasn't that the whole sell originally is they'll give you without ads, but I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty standard across them all now. Dumb dogs. Fucking bullshit, eh? I'll make a Cam Green sting tomorrow. Okay. Green machine alert. Green machine alert. That's kind of it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a, just, that's a just keep that. Keep in. that in there. Cam Green, local kid. Doing bloody well. Oh, my God. I'm An amazing, unbeaten century in the IPL to keep his team alive. Unbelievable. The Mumbai Indians, yeah, 47 balls, 100 runs. What a Not huge. out. Just a specimen. Well, he's earning his money, isn't he? The highest uh, Australian, well, paid Australian in the uh, IPL's history, $3.15 million. Crazy. And that's only going to go up. They, keep, just, they that- keep talking about the amount of money available in this IPL in the future, and they're going to they're gonna start <sighs> rivaling uh, like, you know, NBA and things like that soon because there's going to be a pay dispute, one, and then two, it's just going to keep getting more and more interest you, with they gr- gaining legs. You guys want to get, like, mate, mate, want me to make you sad for a sec? Uh, okay. Yeah. So you go to work, you know, day in, day out, you're slogging away. Day in, day out, seven away. Week, after seven weeks at work, you look at your paycheck, okay? And yeah. it's what it is. Cam Green in seven weeks, three point one five million dollars. Yeah, good point. I sad part. Oh my god! And that's his holiday period. That, but he's working hard. He's working. Hard. Yeah. Don't forget, he has to pay tax on that. Oh yeah. So we, we should Very go. To, we should um. Hate it when you have to do that. Guys, we should get along to the IPL one day. I'd like to visit India. What's with this team being called the Mumbai Indians? Mm. You can't do that. They what are. if they were the Tasmania? Oh, we're the Tasmania Australians. That's now. a good point. That's a good point. You can't fucking do that. <laughs> That's the whole country. You know, new mascot. I, if the Tasmanian Devils falls through, they'll just be called the Aussies. Arsenal have done it. Against all odds, they've completed the greatest bottling of EPL history and handed the title to Manchester City. Long live Arab money. Literally, they've it's the biggest bottling in history. They led the league for 248 days and lost. Uh, City have been in front for only like 70 or something. Obviously in the Premier League, they don't have finals or anything. So often like the way they win is finding out another team loses, which to me is really weird. And so like clubs will have to release footage of their team winning the championship, but it's just them at their club training ground watching Arsenal lose to Nottingham Forest. Here's the audio. Jesus, that's a big crowd of wine. Yeah, it's literally just the team watching and that's how they celebrate winning the title. Was it close, the the team that they needed to lose, to, you know, like... 1-0. Oh, wow. Yeah, but, uh, you know, not a game uh, they were expecting Arsenal. But I suppose you just have to turn up, hope they lose, and then most of the time, yeah. Well, like, sometimes there are match days in the EPL, you know, it gets to the last match day throwback to 2011 when, you know, the famous Sergio Aguero goal uh, and Manchester United had won and Manchester City had to win. So you do get stuff like that. But a lot of the time, like, teams will just win with six games left in the season. That is, well, this system was obviously set up before advertising started because uh, there's a bucket load of money to make. In final, In the big ratings. Man City are in the grand final for, or the final for the Champions League, hot Mm. favourites to beat Inter Milan as well. 
Yeah, Sydney now five championships in the last six seasons. So, so boring. All these teams in different leagues is very confusing, isn't oh, it? Great. It, you got a city scarf now. <laughs> this episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Josh, do you give out many tips? Sometimes. Um, Who's your source? Well, normally Sam McClure. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's really good. Like I um, I backed Harley Reid not to make it in West Coast colours. And then and this year, just anything he said, I go the opposite. Congrats. It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good option. Hey, I've got... Um, yeah, what are you? What, are you? what well, about you? Have you got a brother in, uh, brother-in-law? Uh, no. <laughs> you need a brother-in-law for your tips, mate. That's oh, where really? I get mine from. Yeah, I could ask yeah. my brother to divorce his wife and then we can see how we go, but... Mm, yeah, that'd be the first step, wouldn't it? <laughs> I need to speak to Georgie too. He's always real confident with his tips, but they never, ever come off. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop shop for social betting, check out the Neds app. You can create groups perfect for betting together and ripping on your mates. And if you think you found a winner, you can let them know. Or you might be looking for a hot tip. And you can build a profile and share your bets with your followers. Or you can see what other punters are like on the feed. There's also expert tips on everything AFL from the fantasy pick himself, Tom Rotcliffe, within the Neds AFL Open Group. It's not just for AFL though, Josh. There are other <laughs> open groups for racing, b-ball, UFC, soccer and he's more download the neds app if you haven't already and take it to the neds level t's and c's apply and available on the neds website you win some you lose more for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au i'll sell that from georgia okay cool (laughs) somewhat unknown golf instructor michael bock has won the hearts of spectators worldwide after booking a weekend off of work to play in the pga championship coming 15th and capping off a fairy tale weekend with a slam dunk hole in one yes he did golf's latest major the pga championship played at oak hill country club over the weekend by the way this course guys oak hill they were saying it was it's so hard that a golfer with a handicap of Josh going probably pretty easy, a golfer with a handicap of around eighteen to twenty would have trouble breaking one hundred and thirty over eighteen holes. I'd break oh, it pretty easily. Okay, okay. I'd get well over one at thirty. Okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> congrats. Uh, Brooks Kepka proved that live golfers can still play golf, um, taking out the whole tournament uh, and his fifth major. But it was this Michael Block guy that um, had everyone's attention. This guy, forty-six years old, he's the head pro at Arroyo Trabuco Golf Club in California. So he's a golf coach. Um, and first of all, you might be uh, wondering how did he even qualify? Mm. to play in this major. Well, there's a couple of weird ways you can get in. There's exemptions and stuff, but they do invite 20 club pros to the PGA Championship each year. And he had a... Uh, what's was, the re- what's the reasoning for that? Like why pros? They'd have some sort of incentive program or something. Yeah, or? he's also part of the like PGA professionals. Right. So that's like a global thing. Right, And right. Um, he finished T2 in uh, an, uh, a tournament earlier this year. So a few random people get invited. Also the tournament like directors can kind of decide if they want to um, invite people. So if so, you have an in somewhere, you can somehow get in. Yeah, there's a couple of like uh, qualifications you need, but um, he's done, he's, he's got in. Um, so he was uh, inside the top 10 after day three. Then the guy interviewing him said this to him. We just found out you're paired with Rory tomorrow. What's your reaction to that? Really? Are you serious? That should be fine. We're gonna have a good time. Oh boy. Oh. This guy. No one knows who he is. And then the final day of a major, he's playing with Rory McIlroy. And pushing him too. And pushing him. And not only um, was Why he playing he with Rory. Him? Well, he was, I think he beat. Didn't that ruin his shot? Or well, you used to the UFC. You wouldn't want to push him. <laughs> he did have a fun day hitting the slam dunk hole in one. Yeah, with, crazy. With, next to Rory. Like this, hole in one's are good. Slam dunk hole in one's are like getting, probably like getting a swish in basketball from a different country. The fairy tale story gets better. 
Why are you calling it a slam dunk hole in one? It literally just plumps straight into the hole. Oh my well, god! It doesn't. Really? It doesn't any it's of like the nothing green. but net. Yeah. Wouldn't it bounce out? Sometimes it can bounce out, but I don't know what these had sticky cups that day or something. Like, oh, far out. He's just slam dunked it. Yeah. Go and have a look at the vision if you I can. I thought you were saying that just as this like what an awesome hole it's slammed up. This guy he charges two hundred and twenty five dollars now for golf lessons. That's A U D O. Always convert you, you know me, guys. Um. <laughs> Good coin. However, he's earned himself $433,000 for coming 15th Golf club. His, for his efforts over the weekend. That's 1,900 golf lessons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll need to do it. At least he can up that rate now. He'll bump up the credentials. He can, he can absolutely up the rate, yeah. Can you convert that to curly whirlies, please? Curly whirlies, that would be, oh, my God, a billion. They, it's don't, a billion. they don't have them over there. They don't have enough. There was another famous um, Holland one, wasn't there, George? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gareth Bale, former Wales international footballer. Anyway, he's always had this obsession with golf. There was a famous incident where he was playing for Wales and held up a flag that said Wales Golf Madrid in that order while he was playing for Real Madrid. This is the audio of him scoring a hole in one. Oh, hello, sweetheart. <laughs> hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, oh, oh. I'd probably react. That the is same. the exact reaction of every hole in one, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Breakups, hookups, scandals. We know your darkest secrets. Sports <laughs> gossip. Sports gossip. <laughs> yep. The bloody fans were asking for it. Wow. Josh and Giorgio every week. Harry, when are you going to bring back sports gossip? Mm. Are you going to bring back Yeah, we did have a couple uh, people email in and mostly DM in. Um, saying where's, where the hell is sports gossip or be the end of an email. Mm. By the way, bring back sports gossip. But were they were they kind of wanting it back for the foghorn? Are you going to have let listeners down? Yeah, why didn't you put a foghorn in there? Play it again. Sorry, I was laughing too much. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, with yeah. The starts fucking, with the foghorn. With the it's not quite as loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. thicker the noise in the last one. Guys, I'm so excited to have sports <laughs> gossip back because you really go down the very bottom of a lot of new sites. Uh, no, this, this is a big one we didn't cover in the um, other headlines. Ferrari set to offer Lewis Hamilton $70 million deal to race in Red next season. Wow. Hey? Who'd, who'd lose their spot? Uh, well, other what, Sainz? Sainz? Sainz. Sainz, Carlos Sainz, probably. Carlos Sainz. Yeah, but what if they did a swap with Mercedes? He could go there. Um, it, I guess it all comes down to whether or not he thinks Ferrari are going to be competitive. Lewis Hamilton, money ain't a thing to him anymore. Mm. He wants to go for that eighth world title. Yeah, but he had to pay tax on all the rest of it. Okay, he's poor. Oh, okay, so I feel so sorry no, for No, he's him. poor. I mean, like, at the moment, Mercedes are only just beating Ferrari in the constructors. So, oh, Mercedes do have their, some new, like, upgrades to their car coming at the Monaco Grand Prix. So mm. that could make them more competitive. But that's a lot of money and it's pretty open, all the negotiations. Right. Isn't, yeah, um, I was in the room the other day with them also. Isn't he dating Shakira now? Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> mm, that's good sports gossip. Should we confirm it? Can we confirm uh, it? Confirm Asterix. Shakira, Shakira. Can we confirm it. All right, guys, we've got some we've got another little bit of sports gossip for you. Oh, not more. Go on. Guys, there's heaps of gossip. There's heaps of rumours. Aussie boxing world champ Ebony Bridges has promised to flash the entire Leeds team if they avoid relegation from the Premier League. She also said she'd give them a kiss and a free subscription to OnlyFans. She's obviously a Leeds fan or she just... Big time Leeds fan, right. yeah, yeah. She's Australian though. How, she's- yeah, yeah, loves it. How's that? She's massive in the UK. Oh, really? Huge, yeah. yeah. 
Um, what? How good would that? How good is that incentive, guys? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, the money's probably more um, of incentive, but yeah, a little cherry on top, I guess. Yeah, when you put it that way, I guess staying in the Premier League yeah. itself is enough of an incentive. Hey, guys, this is why we're on bridges. They just start training harder. They're yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> She'll be in the change rooms after the game. And if they lose, no, nah, no, nah, staying, staying down. They win it and she walks away. in, guys, true to my word, and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, hey, hey, Eb, yeah, I, you don't have to. How <laughs> good sports gossip going so far. Yeah, guys, okay. Bridges also stole the spotlight away from a blockbuster boxing showdown after setting tongues wagging, posing for a photo with Conor McGregor. Are they dating? <laughs> Sports gossip is happy to report that the blonde bomber is in fact dating Conor McGregor. Ast- asterisk. Asterisk. Shakira, Shakira. Big asterisk. Yep. <laughs> Guys, look, it's what it won't be every week, sports gossip. You already have a lot in your plate, I, I guess. Actually no, heard no, the, no. I, I can, I mean. I asterisk heard the pair had a foursome with Hamilton and Shakira. Asterisk. asterisk. Confirmed asterisk. Asterisk, 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 asterisk. Yep. You heard it here first yep, okay. on sports gossip. Okay. <laughs> Roll on. Ah. Oh. Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's big house. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Oh, God. Justice doesn't take a day off, does it? It doesn't. Uh, yeah, you've been so busy buying and stealing shirts and stuff. Kick it forward mailbag at gmail.com for your submissions for Harry's Big House. We're looking for any dog acts you want punished. First of all, thanks to everyone for sending them in. Like, oh, we're swamped with these these submissions. And um, yeah, um, there's been so many emails this week. Actually, and I'm not even being facetious. Mm, it's been weird. I, I want to apologise to the, the people. I haven't had a chance to, you know, have a look at their case. Sorry, sorry. I've had a look at every case, but some are more important than others. Some are shit. And that's just how it goes. No, no, no. no some, I, some are pressing. I'm joking, I'm they joking. Are, some, some, are, some are, I've got to prioritise. And um, one way or another, justice will prevail. Miss Joyce writes in, Your Honour. Thank you. Last week was my friend Moulton's coveted 25th birthday. And to celebrate, we decided to have some drinks at his house and then head out afterwards. As I arrived to Moulton's house, you could sense there was some tension in the air. I was approached by the birthday boy as he angrily told me that someone had hit his beloved car that was parked out on the street. Order. The other car had taken off down the street as soon as the incident occurred and was never to be seen again. Or so we believed, dot, dot, dot. Order. I got some new sound effects. Order. A lovely neighbour knocked on Molson's door immediately after to inform him of the make, model and colour of the car that sped off down the street. A silver Honda Accord. A car that our friend John coincidentally drives. No way. Also coincidentally, John arrived just minutes after the incident occurred and seemed on edge on arrival. <laughs> to further confirm our suspicions, we found John's car parked around the corner in which he plainly denied was his. <laughs> after a few hours, everyone at Molson's house was told what John had done. However, John was unaware that anyone even knew what he had done. We were all waiting for when John would confess. It took five hours and six more beers for John to finally confront Moulton and, oh ad- and admit that he indeed did crash his car and drive off. <laughs> your Honour, I would love to hear your opinion and verdict on this case and encourage you to hand down the law in whatever means necessary. John is known to uphold a punishment. Thank you. P.S. Later on in the night, 
I asked John if the neighbours hadn't caught him, would he have told Moulton? The answer was, nah. <laughs> Despicable, honestly. Guys, here's the damage. It's some sort of one of those Toyota, I think it's like a GR86 of some sort. Oh, the yeah? driver's side door has a huge dent in it. Mm. And this guy's he's got to be proud of this car. It's a nice sports car, you know. Yeah. He's obviously into his cars. Paint <coughs> cheese. Order. Sorry. God, guys. All right, findings. John. <laughs> wow. Do we get to comment on it? Oh, no, no, no. Actually, yeah. No, no, for sure, for sure. Comment. What about your co-counsel? Yeah, co-counsel, please. I, um, I feel like the, obvious, like the obvious thing is like <laughs> fix your mate's car first and foremost. No, it needs to be more. There's a lot yeah, more. I, I know it needs to be more. There's a lot more to fix, Josh. Some things can't be fixed. Oh, John. Order. <laughs> you know, this actually happened to me once. I was at a party when I was 20. I just bought a car from my friend Poodle. And I rocked up there, it was like a V8 Commodore. And then I went into the party and went to get something out and someone had rear-ended my car and driven away. <laughs> and this guy rocked up later and a bunch of people that were eyewitnesses oh saying, we're pretty sure it was him. Oh and I was God. like, sorry to ask, man, was it you? And he lost it at me and then left the party. Like six years later, I bumped into a line at a club and he goes, how's the car? Oh. And smile. Oh my God. Why would he leave and get angry? That's like so obvious he did it. Oh, what a shit. Anywho. Yeah, all right, guys, John, 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 John. First of all, hey, hey, guys, let's think about the victim here first, Molten. Mm. A belated happy birthday to you, Molten. Oh, yeah. By the way, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Birthday, I'm sorry to hear that you had to think about the damage to your precious car while celebrating. Happy birthday. Yeah. Order. Molten was staring down the barrel of either an expensive repair and insurance excess, excess payment or perhaps no payment, depending on his insurer. What I can guarantee is that he's had to endure is the pain of it getting of getting it fixed. Okay, John has been charged with a classic hit and run <laughs> of a mate's car on his birthday. A truly terrifying case to deal with, uh, as this John bloke seems like he's capable of a lot more damage, considering that he carried on at the drinks for five hours without coming clean oh about God. the accident. <laughs> Imagine the beads of sweat rolling down his face every time he interacted with Molten. That night, I can only imagine that John had flashbacks to the incident. <laughs> All right, punishment time, guys. Order, order, order. John, can I, uh, uh, Josh, can I please get a drone from my co-counsel? John. <laughs> Three things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. <laughs> order. You almost got away with this one, but I have no doubt that you, you are sleeping better after coming clean. If it wasn't for Molten's neighbours snitching, you'd still be hanging onto it, letting it slowly eat away at you. Harry's big house is ashamed to have seen this case brought before the courtroom. However, is equally proud to be delivering justice on the matter. John, you are guilty of said hit and run and for also withholding information on the incident for five hours. Had you come clean earlier, Molten would have enjoyed and he's not a lot more, knowing that it was a simple accident caused by a friend who could quickly have it sorted with third-party insurance. John, even ad admitting that he would never had come clean about the incident is also completely alarming. <laughs> so crazy. John, you have fractured the friendship big time and a punishment that affects you and you only is really not suitable in this case. I want you and Moulton to get to a point in the future where you can laugh about the incident. <laughs> because at this stage, I feel that Moulton may have trust issues. To get to this point, there must be a one-on-one -on -one man uh, mate state. Seeing as though Moulton is into his cars, John must take him go-karting to apologize for this ordeal. John will pick Moulton up, arrive at his door with flowers. 
Yes, the flowers are out again, guys. And regardless <laughs> of the outcome of go-karting, posts on social media, Insta story is fine, about Moulton being awesome at go-karting. There is no need to refer to the hit and run. The one-on-one date may be tough for Moulton at first, but I truly believe it's the only way you can both move on from this incident. Oh, God, case closed. Well done, mate. That well, was really good. What was dented more, the car or the friendship? The friendship, for mm. sure. No. Uh, easy answer. Yeah, damage, um, you know, that was just physical damage. Tell you what, that dent got bigger and, and bigger and bigger with every hour and every beer and every bit of weight. What kind of guy are we dealing with you? Oh, my God. I was thinking of my Commodore. He, he brought John this makes pro- me so sick. John, I'm so sick of it. John probably laughing at this punishment. Oh, fuck me. I'm, I'm sick Josh, of this you know, shit, Harry. you should have emailed 15 years ago to Harry's big house. That's funny. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I wish you were around back then. The oh, things you were doing. My got- head hurts from this Collingwood hat. Dear Muscles, today's superstars, you've got me. Crying a bit from the last one. No, I just thought that boing was so funny. (laughs) That was Giorgio's one. Guys, uh, welcome to Mail It In, where we hear from you, the fans. We've got something coming in this section. We're going to start giving away an award for the best uh, question or email or whatever for the week. But first up, let's get into something. John Birdo via DM. Thanks for the DMs, guys. Kick it forward, mailbag at (laughs) gmail.com. Uh, this is a bit of an ongoing theme, but we had so many emails this week. We'll just get to the ones that we can, and we're sorry we can't get to them all. John Birdo via DM. Daniel Chick, Samantha Cotter's like, oh, yeah, Birdo messaging basically said, hey, virgins. Um, there was this, there's a little, there's like a cement handprint in Cottesloe and it's written Daniel and Seth Chick. There's lots of them all along the footpath. Right. And there's he found, heaps of people, locals. Yeah, they've been donated you know, or whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a story about Daniel Cheek that he was having so much issues with one particular finger that he ended up getting it amputated one season rather than just having this niggly thing that was stopping him playing footy. And then he looked at the handprint and it's missing a finger. Mm. So congratulations. Bit of a monument there. Daniel Cheek, the former West Coast Eagles Premiership player. Wow. That's crazy. Good investigation. Jackson via email. Josh, uh, could you check your DMs, please? Thanks. Okay. And Ryan via email. Do you have an Instagram page for DMs so I can submit to the show? I've got one quickly, guys. We've got someone that emailed in um, and he said, uh, Hi, George, Harvey, and Tampon Freak. I believe uh, you guys would appreciate my answering machine sting. Call me on X number before my boss makes me change it. Kind regards, official sponsor of Harry's Big House. Mm, well, I don't think you understand how sponsorships work. Received no money from you. <laughs> then he replied, please disregard last phone number in my previous email. My cat ran across my keyboard. Uh, my proper number is X. Please call before my mum t- makes me change it. Friend of a show, Angus Greaves. Okay, so I'm calling up right now and we're going to see what his answering machine is. We're doing Ho- it live. Hopefully he doesn't answer the fucking... He's going to answer it. Hi, Angus speaking. Hey, Angus, can you hang up? We're trying to call uh, the oh, answering wait, wait. machine. I've got a question for Angus. Angus, Harry yeah. here, mate. Yep. Um, you um, you okay, referred okay. to you referred to um, your boss. Freak. No, your boss oh. making you change the number or your mum. Is your mum your boss? Um, it's really just a bit of both, really. Hmm. Inconclusive. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but uh, no, if you're ever in Melbourne, you know, we should uh, get a beer. Okay, hang up. I'm calling it up. <laughs> okay, calling yeah, he's again. He's a genius. <laughs> Funny if he answers again. <laughs> Please don't answer again. Hello. Angus Get to the phone right now. <laughs> please, please just. Call me back. Four. Leave 
Just want to say that was the best goddamn answering oh far God. out message I've ever. <laughs> I'm so glad his mum bossed him. Let make him change it. Super goal! Yes. Super goal. Well done. Hey guys, one here from Claudia or Claudia um, that was in ref- uh, referring to the Geelong Cats ball boy construction worker mm. uh, we spoke about last week. Claudia says the guy in the construction site at GMHBA during games is known as Pops. I was on a site in Melbourne with him a few years ago and he had Geelong Cats posters <laughs> on the walls of the lift he was in charge of. Seems like a big Cats fan taking advantage of a pretty handy opportunity to get paid to watch his team. Claudia, thank you so much for that, answering our question. And Claudia also says, bring back sports gossip segment. Well, Tick. lucky. I had that sting as my ringtone and my students loved it. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That's awesome. There I also, are kids listening to I think the, that, that I think, sting. I think the, the Misfit Minds submitted uh, that last week about the GMHBA guy. That was done by someone else. But thank you, Claudia, for a hilarious yeah. thing as well. P.S. I hate the pod. Female listener, weird. Yeah, um, the pod, normal. Could be a typo. Um, <laughs> Owen Smith says, Dear athlete acting coach, beard drought enthusiast, and descendant of French revolutionist chair owners. I don't know who's who there. I recently purchased a new pair of Hoka running shoes and found myself with a free Saturday morning off from sporting commitments, so I decided to take them for a test run down along a popular Adelaide Esplanade. Due to the terrible battery issues in Beats Pro headphones, I found myself running without music, which created the opportunity for a fellow runner who passed me, say, nice shoes, champ, to which I see Hoka-sponsored dingus who was also wearing the same shoes as me, JHF superfan and notorious North bully Kane Corns. That's crazy. Shocked by being champed, I just said, (laughs) thank you. A response which has kept me up at night for three weeks. Uh, Thank you. However, this is not the first time I've seen running down there, so I was writing in in the hope you could... You three could give me some possible quips or insults for him in case this scenario ever occurs again. Earth's molten outer core temperature regards. <laughs> wow. Hot regards. That's, that's Owen. <laughs> far out. That is such a good email. So long story short, he got champed by Kane Corns. So, yeah, he, he Kane Corns, I think he ran from Adelaide to Melbourne and was sponsored by Hocker as well. So he's a big- uh, you know that, Does he know they have planes? Anyway, go on. Yeah. Yeah, I think, he, I think he does actually. Um I would say just be ready. Get ready with the muscles. I reckon, look, as, as Cornsy yeah. here is obviously saying a nice thing, like you've got the same shoes, mm. uh, he's trying to be nice. Yeah. Maybe, but obviously it didn't come off that way. Um, maybe uh, you need yeah. to next time you see Cornsy, just go, nice undies. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, Why? Because it confused the shit out of him. Muscles is a good one to get him with. Just it's a rebuttal. You get it and you run off. If you want to take it to next level, although you do risk being punched in the face, give him a superstar. As much as Kane Corns like is a runner and stuff, he's still a former AFL footballer, so he might chase you down and spear tackle you with that though as well. I was also watching. Have you guys ever seen the show Mister In Between? It's on binge by this guy. I'm trying to get him on the pod, but he he's got two acting credits on IMDb. The short film about Mr. In Between, this like gangster Australian guy, and then the series Mr. In Between 30 years later. That's all he's done his entire career. So he didn't do anything. He was in just between. trying to get this mate. Oh, yeah, good point. He was on holiday. But uh, on it, that someone calls in prison, calls someone else champ, and he doesn't realize it, and he gets the shit kicked out of him because apparently it actually is the worst thing you can say in prison. Oh. Asterix, asterix. I've been. <laughs> 
Damon Adams, gentlemen, fond of all you individually, but hate the garbage fire a podcast. Just returned from the toilets at Adelaide Oval halftime. And the guy next to me was clearly pissing at the urinals with his hands on his hips. (laughs) That's that's no hands operating his junk. Not sure how to feel about this. Please advise. Uh, Feel amazed. Feel amazed about this. This is one of the all-time... It's great. a super goal. That's a great move. Mm. Asserting your dominance um, at the urinal. Very dominant move. I believe it's the one step below a kindy piss. You guys know what a kindy piss is? Yeah, you're just dropping your ducks Poly- at the no, yeah. So you gotta put your pants all pants and undies all the way down to your um shoes, and then you need to um pull your shirt up and tuck it under your chin. Right, okay. Do you still cool. do that? Uh, yeah. No, Gabby tucks it in for him. Oh, okay, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. No, we all know. Well, this uh, is great. You Josh can, and I sit down to piss. Yeah. You can, like, you know, sometimes you're, you're holding on to, with one hand and you have got a beer or your phone or something. You can do whatever you want. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Wait. well, his, actually, hands on his hips is even more powerful. Or if you're an NRL player, you just drink it. Anyway. Or you go up to him and then, because he's got hands free, give him a high five. <laughs> give, or shake it for him. High 10. Yeah. You could help out. Yeah, do, you could help. Do his fire. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's a really good email. Thank you, Damon. Anyone to go to Luke Dima? Oh, I could do that one. Hey, champ, muscles, and the big chief. Love the pod. I do have one question for you boys, though. Who is the biggest legend out of you three? It's called uh, being an absolute legend. I have compiled a list of pretty stock standard legendary acts that you should all be familiar with if you truly are a legend. Whoever is that legend will become my favourite. All right, let's go rapid fire okay, through these yep, one by one. Seven, seven categories. Uh, one, who can bench the most? Georgia. Georgia. It's yeah. compensating for, for my height though. Next. Half a peck. Two, who can play a cool instrument? I played clarinet for six years. I'll, next. Oh, we I'll, said cool ones. I'll take that guitar and, and sometimes dabble it in a bit of keyboard. Uh, mm. Oh, clarinet probably has a lot of skill. Who can skate best surfing and snowboarding included? Probably Harry. Yeah, Harry again. Two points Harry, one point Georgia. Who can drink the most? Probably Harry. Uh, I'd actually mm. say, I'm pretty up there, you know, a bit older. Like, Sounds you know. like an old-fashioned drink-up <laughs> over here. <laughs> I don't know, Georgia, you turn out that fireball shot if that time. If it's full cream milk he's talking about, then me. Okay, cool. Uh, let's give that one to Harry, 3-1. Well, okay, whatever. Uh, who gets the most play? I'm What's guessing that? that's with, like, attention from women. Um, probably Josh. Probably all equals zero? Josh. Probably is pretty zero. Yeah, zero. <laughs> all equals zero. Um... um, um your mum calls me a lot. Okay, Georgia Maybe gets Georgia a point gets that yeah. one. <laughs> Who has emceed the most weddings? Uh, me. Uh, but in brackets, and crushed it. Oh, not Harry. me. No, you for sure, Josh. You, I've seen you crush a few weddings. I think I've emceed 13 or something. Or, no, mm. I'm probably like nine or something like that. But it's a lot of fun if you get the chance. Who's got the most classic stories? All right, Josh, you go first. <laughs> oh, no. We've only got 14 minutes left <laughs> on the SD card uh, as well. I have told one. you about the time. For my ACL. Oh my god! No, I was thinking about this while uh, you were doing a renovation. I smelt, I smelt a dead owl once. That's not a cool story, but go it's on. Not classic. I was in a share house with some boys. We found a dead owl on our roof, and obviously we're like twenty years old. We're like, well, we're just not going to throw away a dead owl. We need to do something with it. So we put it in a bin bag, put it under the barbecue outside, forgot about it. Then we moved out six months later. I lost odds and had to smell the bag. What happened? It was the most disgusting thing I ever smelled. Yeah, okay. flesh I'm going to give you the title of my story and then you can tell me if it's more legendary than that. Okay, it probably is. I'll, I'll call it the great San Francisco to Santa Barbara seven-hour melt, meltdown. That's all you're giving Did us? Did you sniff any owls? And were they dead? Yeah, like three, all, all dead. I can't argue with that, actually. Uh, my like, Mine is just like had a beer. Right? <laughs> Josh, that's okay, Josh. One point, Josh. Harry Wine, I guess you're the biggest legend. Uh, from a fellow legend, Luke Dima. The final one we have today, guys. Um, do you want to read this one, Georgia or Harry? 
I'll try. I can't really read or write though. Dear Josh, Harry, and Giorgio Bot. Oh yeah. Uh, this is from Dustin Aylmore. Did you say that? Host of the Purple Rain podcast. Yeah, the Fredo one. Sorry, yeah. Uh, for pod. the past six years, our pun club has meticulously compiled the enclosed document consisting of 143 assignments known as the inconvenient tasks. These tasks are assigned weekly to the punter who performs the poorest. While none of the tasks are particularly embarrassing, they do present various inconveniences. Example include mopping your floors every week, waking, waking up at 5am every morning, or participating in a quiz night alone. <laughs> Among all these tasks, the most controversial one is the infamous infamous cheesegate task, which entails consuming a kilogram of hard cheese within a week. This particular challenge nearly caused a marital breakdown for one of our punters and sparked significant controversy within the club, hence its moniker, Cheese Gate. Each punter rates the level of inconvenience they experience and their commitment to completing the task is also taken into account. Okay. Would be thrilled if you and the group would undertake one of these tasks each week. Is this guy a lawyer or something? He sent us like a more formal document than the Bloody Dog Act of 1976. Yeah, Dark, Dark is a um, wonderful Dark. educator actually in the um, oh, right. system. He's, uh, um, I had a read of every single one of these. Yeah, it's amazingly set out. Um, I, I just, going off the top of my head, there's a couple of funny ones here. Uh, they're all inconvenient, I'll give you that much. Uh, I tell you what, um, Al Gore would get around this one. One of them is just <laughs> go get a health checkup. Sorry. Uh, so go that. get a health checkup. I haven't seen that one. Section three, part 16A. The loser must take the bins out to the verge every day of the week and bring them in. <laughs> I hate doing that on one day a week, let alone that. The, uh, the backpacker, a loser must stay one night in yeah. the backpackers or camp in the backyard. I one think night. that's one of the worst. Also, they're one of the worst is have a helium balloon attached to your body for 24 <laughs> hours. Oh my God. Jesus FM, the loser must listen to 98.5 FM every time they get in the car during the week. So that's like a Christian radio station in you have to bake something at home and then invite yourself in at a neighbor's house and stay there for at least 15 minutes. And these, like these are all ranging from like two to 12 hour inconveniences. I know. <laughs> I'm so impressed by them I'd, all. I'd love to know more about the cheese story because on surface, like face value, a kilo of cheese over a week is actually a lot of cheese. I could do it. I love cheese. Fucking do Sorry, it. Sorry, was it? Oh, I thought it was per day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, easy. What? A couple of other ones. Moppy Dick. The loser must mop the floors of their house on at least four days of the week. I just thought that was going to be you have to mop it with your dick. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's far better. And it's good that it wasn't that. Opening spell. The loser must bowl four overs at their maximum pace and invite any of the boys that live in the city so they can um, be a slip cordon. Okay. okay. We could go on for hours and hours. Yeah, thank you very much, Dougie. Awesome, awesome. We'll have, to, we'll have to refer to it. We need like a punishment. Maybe, Harry, this actually be good for your legal stuff. Yeah, actually, that's, that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, actually, this one here quickly. The loser must watch 20 overs of cricket and complete a cricket stat sheet. You know those people at the cricket with like no. 50 pens? Every single um, yeah. ball. Yep, yep, oh, yep. man. All right, guys, we're running out of time on the SD card. We'll have to wrap it up. That was a great podcast. Uh, remember to email kickitforwardmailbag at gmail.com. Follow the Instagram page and follow uh, or review us on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really helps the pod as we try and grow each week. Thanks a lot and see you next week. Flag pies. This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Josh, do you give out many tips? Sometimes. Um, Who's your source? Well, normally Sam McClure. Like he's... <laughs>
it's, it's really good. Like I um I backed Harley Reid not to make it in West Coast colours, and then and this year just anything he said, I go the opposite. Congrats! It's a good it's a good uh, it's a good option. Hey, I've got um yeah. What are you? What are you? What well, are you? Have you got a brother in uh, brother in law? Uh no. You need a brother in law for your tips, mate. That's oh, where really? I get mine from. Yeah. I could ask my yeah. brother to divorce his wife, and then we can see how we go. But mm, yeah, that'd be the first step, wouldn't it? <laughs> I need to speak to Georgie too. He's always real confident with his tips, but they never, ever come off. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop shop for social betting, check out the Neds app. You can create groups perfect for betting together and ripping on your mates. And if you think you found a winner, you can let them know. Or you might be looking for a hot tip. And you can build a profile and share your bets with your followers. Or you can see what other punters are like on the feed. There's also expert tips on everything AFL from the fantasy pick himself, Tom Rotcliffe, within the Neds AFL Open Group. It's not just for AFL though, Josh. There are other (laughs) open groups for racing, b-ball, UFC, soccer and he's more download the neds app if you haven't already and take it to the neds level t's and c's apply and available on the neds website you win some you lose more for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au